Welcome to my den. All right, y'all. Fair warning before we get into today's episode, you're going to hear me a bit impassioned. Uh, I might be yelling a little bit. I might be um, uh, whispering words of confusion and annoyance today, but wherever this episode takes us, just bear with me because... This week's episode with my guest was so good with Deb Nupp on mental health and all that jazz that I don't even think I need to talk about it. Instead, I'm going to spend this whole episode talking about flex or flop. And this week's company has been on my hit list for quite some time. I even it featured them in my TED Talk because they are in, infringing upon the, the flopping end of this equation so badly. So you have it right. If you listen to my TED Talk, this week's company is De Beers. Yep, De Beers Jewelers. And so I thought the best way to do this and take you all down somewhat of this journey for how they ended up on my hit list is to walk you through a report that came out in 2018 called Millennials and Gen Z Capturing the Opportunity. I laugh even when I see that and read it because this report was written fucking four years ago. And I go on their website and think, why did you need a report to tell you these things if you're not even going to listen to your own report? Because they haven't done anything to really capture the opportunity of millennials and Gen Zers. So we're going to do this. We're going to go through the report. Uh, it's a 46-page report full of bullshit about how millennials and Gen Z are the next big market opportunity. I'm just going to walk you through my high-level reactions, and then let's talk about, at the end of the episode, the three things I wish De Beers would do to actually be relevant to Native Digitals. There's a massive opportunity that they're completely missing. You're listening to Native Digital, Native Analog, the show where we unpack the collisions and commonalities between my generation and yours. I believe that if you don't have a Native Digital on your board of directors, your leadership team, or at least one you pay to pester you like a fly in your ear, your business won't survive. Let's change that today. All right, let's get into this report. <laughs> it is so, it's so funny. Um, all right, page one. The, the report walks us through a, a harrowing account of the opportunities presented by the young generations to the diamond industry in three distinct areas, meeting their needs for love and commitment on their own terms, Number two, tailoring communications, messages, and media to their natural behavior and preferences. And number three, aligning company and brand purposes and social commitments with their priorities. Um, so I'm super confused because this report was written four years ago, and I really don't see the company adapting to any of these areas, but let's keep going. So... 
The report talks about how there is now, because of the native digital generation, there's a, a strong uh, a, a strong need for individuality, creativity, and informality in bridal, in the bridal sector. De Beers, I 100% agree with, with your statement, but I don't see your company doing anything to actually shift from the current pretentious way that all your copy is written on your website and the connections you're trying to make with my generation. They talk about on page two, let's see, an omni-channel experience. Offering an omni-channel experience needs to become the norm for the diamond industry. Young consumers are looking for a full range of services from inventory checking and setting up appointments to purchasing and returns to be seamlessly available and interchangeable offline and online. Well, no shit. You needed a report to tell you that? Let's let's look at their website. And, and I encourage any of you listening, if you're in a safe place and not driving, just go open the website for, for De Beers. I'm going to go to their homepage. Let's see. All right, we've got About Us, Sustainability and Ethics. We've got a world of diamonds. So if, if, if the report is saying that there needs to be a seamless experience available offline and online, number one, why is the focus of this website still on sales of different groups of jewelry instead of customization options? I mean, I can go to literally any luxury website, well, most car manufacturers now, you know, if I want to customize um, a, a Honda, if I want to customize a Mercedes, I can go on the website and click customize my own vehicle. I, I can't even do that here on, on De Beers' website. Well, and in, fa- in fact, as I'm talking right now, it's not even loading. So there's, there's so much media on here, useless things, it's not even loading. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that later in this episode. So let's keep going. All right, page nine, authenticity. True authenticity can only be perceived when companies and brands live the promises and value they claim to uphold by taking real action. Um, De Beers is the one saying this. But wasn't De Beers also the company that just in the beginning of 2021 was completely busted for the fact that their diamond their diamond mining efforts had completely destroyed parts of of second and third world countries? I'll have to check that out and, and figure out the exact name of those places, but I'm I'm just super confused right now because see all the information that they're presenting here in this report is fairly correct, but when they actually get into action, there there's no action. So I'm super confused. All right, page 10. The future of diamonds is with millennials and Gen Z. Ah, uh, okay. That statement does not make sense for at least Gen Z. Let's, I guess we'll see the data about millennials, but when it comes to Gen Z, I mean, I talk about this, I talked about this in my TED talk about how physical objects mean a whole lot less to my generation. And if, if, if companies like De Beers are going to change, they've got to recognize that the physical and digital components 
have to carry equal value. You can't just expect another generation to continue purchasing something just because they're eventually going to get married. Let's see what their reasoning is. Do they give any examples where Gen Z is actually going to buy their diamonds? All right, let's see. There are three powerful reasons why millennials and Gen Z are important to diamond businesses today. Number one, they are bigger than the previous two generations. Number two, they will soon have the highest spending power. And number three, they represent more than two-thirds of total diamond jewelry demand value in the four largest diamond-consuming countries. Okay, hold just a second. So two of their three reasons are just saying that Gen Z and millennials are important to diamond businesses because they're bigger than the previous two generations? So essentially what De Beers is saying, if I'm reading this correctly, is that they're, they're essentially equating demand with size of a generation. Okay, again, super confused here because the fact that Gen Z is a giant market segment does not mean we're going to continue buying the same jewelry and products that our parents did. Let's see if they have any more reasoning. All right, we've got Gen Z and a little graph here with younger millennials and then older millennials. Let's see if they have any data to support. All right, millennials are set to be the highest spending generation from 2020. Fair enough. Does that mean they're spending on diamonds? I have yet to see that. All right, let's see. Millennials, especially in China, are the drivers of luxury growth. Okay. Yep, luxury growth. I get that. Um, Millennials and Gen Z share a diamond share of diamond jewelry demand as of 2017. Looks like millennials were driving a lot of that demand, but I'm not seeing Gen Z in that data. And it could just be because, you know, Gen Z is young. But I really, considering all the evidence of the fact that native digitals are purchasing more digital goods than physical goods, I'm very, again, uh, a little bit flabbergasted that uh, up to this point, I'm on page 13 of the report, and the only justification for Gen Z being a, a purchaser or consumer of diamonds is simply because of the size of our generation. So... I, we'll, we'll see if it gets more into this, but it looks like they've got some strategies now to earn the trust of millennials and help Gen Z build their personal brands. Okay, okay, interesting. So on page 15, there's actually, it says figure seven, they're comparing millennials with Gen Zers. And this is actually really, really good. Like a really good synopsis of the difference between millennials and Gen Z in terms of how we buy and our financial habits. So there's a couple things on here like millennials are tech savvy, but Gen Z is tech innate. Millennials can multitask across two screens. Gen Z on average multitasks across five screens. It looks like there's a decrease in TV usage between millennials and Gen Z. Uh, Looks like they're highlighting that for financial habits, millennials had a lot of student loans and delayed home buying and marriage, but Gen Z is saving early and they value financial knowledge and home ownership. Absolutely a, um, a, a good depiction 
of of the two of, of the differences between our two generations. Sure, good job, De Beers. I still don't see you take any taking any action on this, but okay, glad glad you're at least aware as of four years ago. So I don't even know. I, I'm not going to get through this whole report. Um, but there's 46 pages of just data and 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 all of this. Some of it's really good. Some of it is confusing. Some of it, I'm like, you really needed a report to tell you this, like to to tell you that that Gen Z, uh, you know, is natively digital. That that we expect a buying experience that is seamless. Kind kind of strikes me as odd. So, you know, if you guys get a chance to go through this report, it's it is absolutely a lesson in um what what to do if you want to do good research and how not to act because nothing that the company, at least that I can see, is doing is taking most of what this report says and putting it into action. Okay, so here, here's an interesting example. On page 27, trait number two about Gen Z is digital natives. I want what I want when I want it is the top statement. So Gen Z brings a new meaning to the omnichannel. So their, their called out statistics here are 60% of Gen Z will not use an app or website that is too slow to load. Huh, interesting that their website took a few minutes to load just a second ago. Uh, 80% of Gen Z says that brick and mortar store purchases are influenced by social media. Yes, that is absolutely true, 100%. And I would add to that authentic social media authentic social media, which I don't see De Beers posting. Very interesting. Digital touch, touch points are an essential part of the consumer journey on page 29. And then they break down the different company or the different countries that are using digital touch points. So, okay. I, all right. It looks like De Beers has a good handle on at least four years ago, what Gen Z was wanting out of, out of, you know, luxury. Oh, they even got on page 33. Trait number three is authenticity. Younger generations are looking authenticity. Let's go see how they're actually doing in this sphere. Um, all right. I am back on their website, debeersgroup.com. All right. So we heard them say that number one, it's really important to have seamless, a seamless digital experience that Gen Z is looking to customize things and be part of the, the makeup or the, or the um, build of their engagement rings that we, we like personalization and customization that we are all about authenticity. Let's see how these things check out when we actually go to De Beers' site. So on the home page, I see this says, I do. The statement I do is one of the most significant and time-honored expressions of intent. Okay. Where can I go customize my engagement ring? Um, I see information here on the world of diamonds, discover more. I click on that. Where does it take me? Um, well, it appears to be a world of diamonds. Oh, there's a film. Okay. Um, the miracle of the natural diamond. 
It gives me education on diamonds from earth to heirloom, billions of years in the making. I could see their diamond experts and courses from the Institute of Diamonds, but where can I actually like customize my engagement ring? I'm looking at getting married, let's say, you know, I, I really want to customize what I, what I get. I cannot find anywhere on the site that I can do this. So why can I go over to engagejeweler.com, you know, a different company, and and actually design my setting preferences. I can upload a picture from Instagram or Pinterest or a picture of the ring I'm looking at, and then the AI helps me customize it. Why can I do that on engagejeweler.com, but I can't do it on De Beers, which has millions and millions and millions of, of assets, of revenue. Like why, why can't I not do that on their site? I'm so confused. If I go to Engage Jewelers, let's see. All right, so I wanna customize my ring. I can upload an image and then it asks me about my diamond preferences, my setting preferences. Ooh, there's some really cool options on here. I can choose if I want white gold, yellow gold, if I want to opt for a, a less usual material. Under my diamond preferences, oh, that is awesome. I can choose do I want a mined diamond or do I want a lab-grown diamond? So if I don't want to participate in, you know, potentially unethical practices of diamond mining, I don't have to choose that diamond. I know what's going into it. I get to choose my style options. And then look at that. I can just, I can customize my price range and end up with a custom ring. Why can I not do that on De Beers' site? Like, that's literally one of the most important things to me and my generation is to have a personal expression or personal, so, something that no one else is going to have. Again, super, super confused. So let me offer De Beers some advice and hopefully you all can take some learnings from this, whatever your companies are of what Gen Z is expecting when we're going through your sites, we're going through your, your work and what you offer, whether it's products or services. So number one, and I highlighted this in my TED talk, why has De Beers not created a virtual component of the ring? You can't just assume, De Beers, that Gen Z being a giant market segment means we're going to purchase things the same way. That is, that is a fallacy. That's not, that's not logical. We might be a large market segment, but you have to adapt your company to native digitals. Otherwise, we're not going to purchase your diamonds. We're going to choose to go with companies like Engage or other firms that sell, even if we're going the luxury route, firms that sell the ability to customize customize those rings and the settings and the type of diamonds that we get. So why, why is there not, number one, a customization option? And number two, why is there not a virtual component of the ring? Wouldn't it be amazing if, if I could go and purchase a luxury engagement ring? And it would also have a, an NFT or some form of a virtual ring that could become a container of memories in Meta or in the cloud. 
there's so much future forward thinking to be done here if your company's thinking about transforming for other generations. So think about what will be the future of a ring? And it's certainly not going to be just a diamond, just an expensive physical object. There should be a virtual counterpart where we could, for example, have our guests at our wedding upload secret messages into the virtual ring that we can only access in meta a year down the road. There's an opportunity for the virtual ring to help us uh, to capture key moments in our lives. Eventually, when we have kids or reach our five-year anniversary, there could be uh, resources and tools that could be fed to us through the virtual ring AI that could deliver us pictures or memories from that time period. There's so many things to explore within the possibility of a virtual ring, but I don't see De Beers thinking about this. So my, my first recommendation for De Beers is think about what is the future of, of luxury jewelry? What is the future beyond just the physical object? Number two, get a fucking customization option on your website. Compete with these smaller, more agile companies that are taking your market share because they're recognizing how Gen Z buys. Don't just focus on your history. That's all you all all I see on your website is history and how we do things and what our sustainability and ethics are and what, you know, what what our best practices are. It's just super cumbersome. Don't focus on that. Focus on us, your customers and what we want our experience to be on your site. And thirdly, let's talk about careers here just for a second. I just did a little poking around on your job site. First of all, I, I'm very confused with the functionality of the site as the first thing, you know, I can't actually select a country or different, different, uh, job types without having to click five or six different times. Um, I could go, I could talk for hours about this specifically and just navigation, but let's not go there. Let's go to the actual job description for a second. So I clicked on the job description, principal solution architect. It was just one that, that came up and, and I want you guys to listen to this language that that's being used here. It is so pretentious. It is so pretentious. Gen Z's not drawn to this, guys. All right, let me just read let me just read you this. I'm assuming Anglo-American is one of their subsidiaries. So here we go. Anglo-American is on a journey to create intelligent minds where data-driven insight creates sustainable value across an integrated value chain. The drive is to create a system which empowers data-driven decision-making abilities at all levels in the organization. We are going to generate more data than we ever have before, and we need to build the support systems to do this. Data will come in in from different steps in the value chain, which will enable us to make better decisions. New digital technologies bring us better ways of doing the things we already do. We are building Voxel, an ecosystem of products, applications, training programs, and data policy that operate across the full mining value chain to provide a game-changing improvement in access to knowledge, decision-making, and performance of the business. The platform team create the standard components and increase developer productivity to release the Voxel vision. Solution architecture provides architectural governance for the platform and product teams to maintain Voxel solution alignment. What the literal heck? What just happened? 
why can you not just say Anglo-American is on a mission to improve our data-driven insights to bring, you know, our ecosystem of products and apps together to create a, a clearer vision of our products. I'm, I'm literally just bullshitting here. But why do you have to have four paragraphs that all, all point to literally something that could be summed up in one or two statements? Like if Gen Z is reading this description, if a native digital with an eight second attention span, which by the way, Jabir, you do say in your report, you acknowledge that Gen Z has an eight second attention span. Why are there four paragraphs of the company description as the first thing on the website? And I haven't even gotten into the job description, which is also super convoluted. I mean, just the first key responsibility, lead the definition and communication of a shared technical and architectural vision of end-to-end design spanning platforms and domains. Like, I don't care if I've had three years of experience in an architect sol- as a solution architect. That is too much bullshit language. There's just not, it's not necessary. There's so many more straightforward ways of communicating the exact same thing that's going to get a Gen Zer interested in the possibilities of what they could achieve by being a part of the Anglo-American vision. So I just, I don't even know what to say. Like, De Beers, there are so many levels that, that we should be talking about and working together on your company. It's it's just not going to work for Gen Z. Like unless some major changes are made, major, major changes. So I, 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 I'm kind of at a loss for words, but I want to hear from you guys. Like what are things about De Beers that you see, no matter your generation that are just like not going to work for Gen Z and how how do we make sure we don't duplicate the same mistakes? And De Beers, if you're listening, call me, like snap me or DM me or or email me or something. Just get in touch with me because there is so, 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 so much that I could help you with. And I just, yeah, I'm just at a loss for words because I literally think a lot of your report back from 2018 is great, but I don't see the action. I just don't see the action. And Gen Z, like I'm not the only one, Gen Z seeing through the bullshit, we we are literally dissecting you at every every turn. We're not going to be interested in careers with you if if this is the brand you're putting forward. And as customers, unfortunately, like you're going to sell diamonds, you're going to sell some diamonds, but for how long? Yeah, for how long? That's my question to you. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening to my rant. And uh, don't forget to check out the academy that I am launching, the very, very first cohort is April 1st. Overture Academy is is the name of, of this academy that will help you to become fluent in Gen Z, help you attract, recruit, retain, and engage top native digital ch- talent, and ultimately 
make sure your company does not flop like De Beers or end up on Hannah's hit list. End up on my hit list because you're dead man walking. You need to become native digital fluent and have a business that is ready and prepared to recruit and retain Generation Z. Thanks for listening to the Native Digital, Native Analog Show. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you would subscribe, leave a rating and review, and tell your friends. If you're looking to connect and talk more about attracting and retaining Native Digitals, you can reach me at hannahgwilliams.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>